Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the war on Christmas. Ooh, scare quotes. Mm-hmm. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so Advent starts this Sunday, mm-hmm. and my family back in the Midwest have been decorating for weeks already, which means <laughs> we are gearing up for another round of the war on Christmas. Dum, 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 dum. Thanks to the conservative outlets. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I'm asking you, Pastor Amanda, do you think the woke people out there are trying to cancel Christmas? I don't even know what this means. <laughs> what does it mean to try to cancel Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. Were people all that fond of saying Merry Christmas and now they feel they can't? I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. Is that what this is? Is it because people aren't supposed to say Merry Christmas out in the stores? I, from the little snippets that I catch of people popping up Fox News sound bites. That's what I think it is. But isn't it funny that both of us have no idea what the war on Christmas is? We're so sheltered. We really must be. (laughs) Okay, so I think the war on Christmas is about the idea that we are not exclusively focusing in December on Jesus being born. That we are also spending time in December, recognizing other winter holidays, like recognizing Hanukkah or honoring Kwanzaa, or maybe even recognizing a solstice happens because our holidays pie, because there's not enough to go around, not enough to go. I don't, I don't clearly, I am not someone who has a problem saying happy holidays. And clearly, even though you're a pastor, you don't think there's a war on Christmas. Well, I can understand how people feel threatened by something that is different, right? So if they've grown up and all they have known is that December is about preparing for Christmas, then to learn about and to meet people who do not celebrate Christmas and for that to become a normal thing that can feel threatening because then that is a change in their world. But I don't think that's a bad thing to have diversity and to have lots of people who do lots of different things. So that's where I land on a lot of things, right? I mean, we just had an episode on both and. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of cool with lots of different holidays and lots of different people doing lots of different things in different months. Well, and I'm sitting over here trying to figure out how we can be super thrilled about Cinco de Mayo, absolutely jazzed about St. Patrick's Day. But for some reason, if Hanukkah tries to horn in on the December joy, we're all freaked out. Shouldn't we all just be loving on the latkes and all the other things that come with it? I don't understand why we feel exclusive instead of inclusive on this. Well, I wonder if in some ways it's because there is a request for there to be less of the holiday versus for there to be more. Okay. Now, again, you're losing me because the one thing that I have not seen is less of Christmas. Well, no. If anything, it has gotten bigger 
every year. Yeah. And sooner. Bigger and sooner and people are making it bigger and sooner. So here's where my like cynicism is going to come in. Okay. Commercialism holding on to these holidays has just grown and grown and grown throughout my lifetime. And maybe it's because as I've become an adult, recognizing how commercialism is tied into our holidays makes a big difference, right? So what I hear in some of these conversations about winter holidays and December holidays, I hear people of other faith traditions and other cultures saying, please don't force me to celebrate your religious holiday that I do not participate in. Please do not assume that I am out shopping on this day because I am going to celebrate your religious belief and participate in your religious belief. I am out doing things with my family or celebrating a winter thing, but I'm not necessarily doing so because I believe in your religious savior. And don't make those assumptions and don't force me into your world belief. I'll honor yours. You honor mine. We're going to be fine. But I'm asking you to not force your belief onto me. And so in some ways that's asking for less of Christmas to be forced upon others. Okay. Right. So with St. Patrick's Day or with Cinco de Mayo, we're not asking for less of those holidays. We're adding on another commercial opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're adding on more opportunity to celebrate, to indulge. And so North American culture is going to go, ooh, great, sweet. Another chance for us to spend money and indulge in something. But if we're saying, nope, but we have a boundary here. Like think about, think about uh, Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. And how the community for whom it is indigenous are saying, please don't appropriate our sacred holiday. Mm -hmm. Like sugar skulls are sacred. Ofrendas are sacred. Don't appropriate and commercialize our sacred holiday for our ancestors. And the pushback is, oh, come on. We're just having a little bit of fun. So we're in capitalism then. Do you draw the line or should we really just be mad at capitalism? I'm going to say we should be bad at capitalism. I would agree. That's where I'm going to fall on this, because I'm going to say the reason why Christmas decorations are getting pushed back farther and farther and farther is to begin getting people to shop earlier and earlier. The reason why we have appropriation of more holidays is so that we have more excuses for more sales and shopping. But we're not necessarily stepping into these celebrations or these opportunities with either an honoring or an understanding of the sacred rights that we are looking to understand. In the same way that when it comes to Christmas and participating in Christmas traditions, there is as much a secular version of the Christmas celebrations and winter holiday stuff and winter celebration that almost has nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Hallmark movies. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Like Hallmark movies and hot chocolate and tripping over one another and gently falling into the snow. Tee hee hee. Like that's winter celebration in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. So basically what you're telling me is 
You're not going to get upset by people who aren't necessarily Christian putting up a Christmas tree? Not in the slightest. But because I I understand, you know, Martin Luther was one of the ones who brought the tree into his house and put decorations on it. And, but it has its roots in non-Christian practices anyway. Oh, yeah. The sacred and the secular have been blended forever on this particular point. Exactly. And, and the interfaith have been blended in together at this time of year. It's not just Christian, right? It's multi-faith that wiggles around all together and creates your winter holiday celebrations. So I think entering into this season and doing so practicing your own faith in positive ways is an important thing. The other thing about this particular war is the word war. Yeah. And I'm confused why the violent language is the choice for this. Perhaps just to get people, again, I'm going to go with it, up in arms about the whole thing. Oof, that's another one, right? Mm -hmm. Another violent language. We should do a podcast about this violent language that we keep choosing in our culture. Mm -hmm. I've been wondering lately about this, like need to be persecuted mm. this need to be like mm, yes we are at war they are out to get us kind of it, it, yeah very much an us against them yeah and it creates this capacity for a group for christians to be suffering i don't know mm-hmm I think that it is often very difficult for those of us who live in North America in 2023 to often resonate with the kind of persecution that the early Christians experienced in the first 300 years of Christianity, much less the first 100 years of Christianity, when the Greek scriptures were written. But I think that we often will speak about and create the fear of being persecuted in order to find commonality with the scriptures of things like, blessed are you who are persecuted for my name's sake. Hmm. And we are not being arrested currently in the United States for following Jesus. No, There are people in this world who are arrested for following Jesus. That is not happening in the United States. So... It's a, it is an interesting drive for Christians to find ways to, I'm going to say it, feel persecuted. Hmm. That's fascinating. Whenever you do come across this kind of language, does it ever make you think, I'm going to change either how I am out and about in the world or how I'm going to do Advent or any other Christmas stuff? Or is mm. it just something that you are like, I, I don't know what these people are talking about and it doesn't even really register? I think it doesn't change me, but that's because I just keep living the way that I always live. Do you think it would be more of an issue if you were more visible as a pastor out in the world this time of year? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm not ever not visible as a pastor out in this world. Because when I am out in this world, almost everyone who knows me knows that I'm a pastor. Okay. 
I mean, I guess at the grocery store, people don't know. But even if I wear a collar in the Pacific Northwest, people don't know what that means. That's a fair assumption. So it's not, there's no kind of symbol within our current Pacific Northwest culture that I could wear that people are going to know, oh, she's clergy. It's just not a thing in this region that people recognize. I have worn my collar out in public before and people give me a second glance, but most people don't actually know what it means. I've been directly asked like, oh, that's weird. What are you wearing that for? That's fascinating to me, having grown up in a culture where I know exactly what that means. It's totally. Uh And I think maybe on a male, I think on someone who's male presenting. Sure. That it makes a lot more sense and they understand it. But on someone who's femme presenting, it's not a given that it's understood what the collar is right away. And so I think that's just a surprising thing for most people. So, yeah, I don't know. Is that weird? I'm just always who I am. It doesn't make any difference. I do the same things that I do all the time. And I'm just going to keep doing the same things that I do all the time because that's that's how I roll. I am always a pastor in all hours. And so it's always going to end up being the same. It doesn't change from minute to minute. And even when people think there's a, you know, a war on Christmas or what's happening, like I'm going to say happy holidays to people because I don't know their religious affiliation and I I don't make assumptions about people's religious affiliation. If they say Merry Christmas back to me, fantastic. If they say Happy Holidays back to me, that works for me because it includes my holiday. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exclude it. So I kind of lump it in there with the both and. It's... (laughs) It doesn't cause harm. It's adiaphora. Sure. There are so many other things to worry about right now. So many more important things to worry about. There are people, thousands of people sleeping on the street and it is getting below freezing right now. Are we really going to worry about whether or not we're saying happy holidays and whether or not you get to put snowflakes or reindeer or Santa Claus or Saint Nick. Or what your nativity scene looks like, if you have one. Or a nativity out on your front lawn. I really don't care. If you have extra clothes that you don't need and they're warm and in good service, and you know that you could get those out to someone who needs some warm clothes, what I care about is that you're taking some time to get those warm clothes out to people who need them right now. Because that is what matters right now. And so I'm just not going to pick this battle. I'm just not. I love it. Okay. I'm going to ask you to pick a little bit of the battle. All right. Given the warm winter holiday of it all, Mm -hmm. if there was one little thing that you could work in to sort of I'm going to say it, put the Christ back in Christmas to make (laughs) Jesus the reason for the season again. (laughs) Would you, what would you do? What would you like to see out there in the stores going forward? I would love to see, what's my word? More rebellion. Really? Yeah. Jesus and Mary, like, 
Come on, Mary is about rebellion. So you want a punk rock Christmas? I yes. Okay. Oh my oh my god, yes. Okay. Maybe this is the new theme for my Christmas tree. A punk rock Christmas tree. Nice. Yeah. I want a punk rock Christmas. Like Mary is the ultimate. Listen to her Magnificat. I have talked about this a thousand times. Mary's Magnificat is totally punk. And that was Jesus's lullaby. So I would want more rebellion. (laughs) That's pretty fabulous. (laughs) And that's going to lead me to my last question. Any more these days, I find myself saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. Is there one place, one time, one instance where you absolutely will not compromise and will say Merry Christmas? At my church. Yeah. If someone is at Central Lutheran and they're talking to me and it's a Sunday morning, I'll say Merry Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Especially on December 24th. I mean, it makes sense. If you're at a church around Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you're going to hear Christmas. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. If you come to the sing-along Messiah, you come to like, you come in for Christmas Eve worship, you're going to get a Merry Christmas. I will admit that that is the one place when I will comfortably say Merry Christmas to anybody, especially if they've said it back to me. Yep. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us figure out what it means that there is a (laughs) quote-unquote war on Christmas. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining along. I hope that you have a fabulous winter holiday and that you are enjoying something warm and cozy. And if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, I hope that you are staying cool and enjoying the sunshine right now. We have a huge backlog of episodes. And one of the things that we have not been doing is requesting for you to give us a like, a follow, and some reviews. So for our holiday gift, that's what we are asking for from you. If you listen to us on Spotify or iTunes, please drop us a line. We would love to hear from you there. You can also reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.